Welcome back, everybody, to episode 15 of Perpetual Sports Talk. My name is Sean. And I'm Scott. Scott, we're sitting in the same room again, man. Yeah. This is this is special. Back together again. Here we yeah. are. For home for the home for the holidays. Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, we'll we will be live on Friday, so it's not really our. This isn't know, the Christmas. This isn't the Christmas special. This isn't the PST. <laughs> yeah, but you know, we're getting there. Happy holidays. That's true. <laughs> uh, no happy holidays, Scott. We say Merry Christmas. Yeah. I guess Trump is the president. Right? That's right. Um. So what are we starting with here? Do we do we just go to the hometown losing R words from yeah, last week? From yesterday. Yeah. From yesterday. It was uh it was a tough one. I like I don't even know how to I don't even know where to begin. Um, like I, I I really don't know do I start off with complaining? Do I start off with What do you feel like? Well, the thing that stuck out to me the most, I guess. The thing that I got, like, the, the biggest axe I have to grind is with Jordan Reed. Really? Yep. Just being a hothead? Yeah. Jordan Reed. Just, it's a completely selfish, selfish play. He's get, He gets himself ejected yeah. in, it was the third quarter, trying to throw a punch <laughs> in some dude's face mask. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to punch somebody with a helmet on. Like, come on. So much stuff wrong with it. Hey, here's my biggest beef. Every single time he came near the ball, which was twice, he shouldn't have even been in there. I mean, the guy's hurt. You got to sit him. But anytime he was blocking or anytime we saw him involved somehow, like there was one play where he actually fell over and then he picked himself up and Kirk hit him with like a little three-yard three yard pass. Yeah, yeah. And the commentators are just saying, I had the radio stream going while watching. And, oh, Jordan Reed's so tough. The dude's a warrior, and he's not letting the injury affect him. And he's and look at this guy's courage. And every, every single play, he's like, he's like uh, you know, oh, look at me. And he needs to take injury timeouts. But apparently, when he wants to throw a punch... Shoulder doesn't hurt him at all. What's up with that? He's a big faker. I hate that. I hated that last night. It was everything was bad. This is gonna be our venting episode, huh? Well, every episode is it's sort we, of a vent. We vent about things. Kind of trade off episodes of what to vent about. That's true. But you could tell how our weeks went based on who <laughs> vents more. You know, Scott's had this nice little break, mm. nice little break for a couple days. I'm feeling from good coaching, right now. And you're I'm like, good. "What's up, guys? Here we are." <laughs> And um, last working, week before man. Christmas break, and it's just oh, it's kids hard. are probably wild. That's that's right. And here I am, just blaming all my problems on Jordan Reed. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, the Redskins' hopes are just slipping away. Uh, I think that's the main thing. Um, their their destiny is no longer in their control. They have to have a few teams lose, a few things go their way. So I think that's frustrating. Um, obviously. They have to win out. They have to beat the Bears next week, and then they have a showdown with the Giants. Um, and that's not bad because the Bears are pretty poor. That's a good That's a good winnable game. And then the Giants, if they have nothing to play for because they've already secured a playoff spot, yeah, then that could go our way um, as far as Redskins. You know, Washington's offense is completely pass first, and that's – you can't you can't argue that you can't argue that any other way. I think they had eight eight rushes. They had nine nine carry. Rob Kelly, fat Rob Kelly, had nine rushes. He did. He for eight yards. Yeah, the numbers are a little misleading. I think first half he actually looked really good. He had a rushing TD, punched it in like four yards. The thing was in the in the second half. They didn't change up their game plan at all, and the Panthers did. They just tried to run it up the middle each time. And Rob Kelly had, I, I think, every single uh, every single time he touched the ball, it was a loss. So he, 
I would have to look up what his numbers before halftime were, but he just he just lost yards in the second half. Yeah. I thought in the first half it was it was just fine, but they didn't adjust. It was just let's try to run it up the middle again. Let's try to run it up the middle again. Let's try to run it up the middle again against yeah. the Panthers, who have a solid rush defense. Why couldn't they adapt? That I feel like that's been a big part of their failure this whole year is not being able to roll with the punches when other teams do. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why I thought that number was just a little bit misleading. But we said this last week, not in Weekend Appetizer, but Kirk needs to have a career night each day, a career game each day, to stay involved because the defense is going to give up 20, 30 points every single game. Yeah. Are you going to be disappointed? Like, are you going to count this season as a failure if the Redskins don't make the playoffs? That's a good question. And yes, Why? I am. Why? Because they were in the playoffs last season. Okay. They won the NFC East last yeah. season. Yeah. And well, the NFC East is pretty good. It's, it's, granted, it's a lot better. What do you think? Um, I don't think it's a complete and total failure. Obviously, being in the playoffs would be nice, like any sports team would be. But I think the Redskins, especially this year, are looking a whole lot better than the past, I mean, even like 15 years, you know, as far as I can remember. Um, I think they're only a few pieces away um, from really turning this thing around. And maybe an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman in the draft – and they turn an edge. I mean, they're already the third best offensive team in the country. Yeah. There was a, there was a stat last night um, during the broadcast about how like eighty percent of their salary cap is spent on offense, and twenty percent is spent on defense. And I feel like a hundred percent of that twenty percent is Just Josh Norman. Josh Norman. <laughs> so think about that. You know, that's that's incredible. And so you bring in a few guys in the draft that can really help you, like you did last year. You know, you brought in Sua Cravens, who's having a heck of a year as a rookie. You know, so you, those guys get better, and you bring in a few more guys, right. second, third, and fourth it, rounders that can contribute, and and you're really turning an edge. Yeah, and you never know with injuries. You like, got you got to resign Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garcon. You sign them both. Well, that's that's I feel a great like you question. Can't, that's a great you question. You can't have your cake. And I think eat that's it. a great. Question that's a good lead into a question, too. Is who would you rather have, Pierre Garcon or Deshaun Jackson? Pierre Garcon, what no brainer, really? Because of the durability, that I feel like he has more tools in his wide receiver tool chest. Fair enough. Deshaun Jackson has one really cool tool that he does well that we don't utilize all that much. No. He, he's the deep threat, yeah. he doesn't block, he's tinier than you are. He doesn't. He he's better than you are. Uh, well, yeah, he's not. <laughs> he's yeah. five nine. Right, he's aren't five. You good, aren't you a five I'm, nine on a good day? I'm a fi- yeah five nine if I've gotten good sleep. Okay, <laughs> and I, I need really good sleep to be five nine. I need to have done my stretches <laughs> earlier that that night, and but exactly, I think durability. I don't think he. I don't think he blocks. I think and he and he's just a diva receiver. Yeah, he's not returning punts anymore. Yeah, you're right about that. That's Crowder's job. I, I just feel like Gar- before last night, Pierre Garcon zero drop passes. Really? Drop one zero. I didn't know that stuff. He was a Venus flytrap. He was a Haitian sensation flytrap. Wow. He didn't drop anything. It's a good. Uh, it's a good. It's a good thing that <laughs> good little. It's a good little sweetheart to add to your resume. One. Interesting. Uh, what else about that game? We have anything else? Well, we have the whole. Anytime Cam Newton's involved with anything, there's going to be something. There's going to be a story. Yeah. There was the Trent Murphy, the personal foul. The personal foul. Trent yeah. Murphy hits him as he's going down. Wow. Cam Newton thinks that he's drawn a helmet to helmet. Cam Newton throws the ball at. Trent Murphy, and then he draws the personal taunting foul. I thought that was awesome. I thought it was awesome. It was awesome that they didn't give the Redskins a penalty for that, too. Well, because that wasn't a penalty. It wasn't a penalty. That was was the one. Yeah, exactly. And the announcers are going, that should have been flagged as helmet to helmet, late hit. And I'm going, like, really? That's why you got to do the radio. Really? (laughs) That's why you got to do the radio. The radio people are always better. Oh, yeah. Cooley and... 
Larry Michael and even Doc. Doc says some funny stuff sometimes. <laughs> we got we got faces for the radio too. We we're, we're sticking on the radio. That's true. We will never go live. On no, there. unfortunately not. We're not. <laughs> we don't have the bones. Like I said, you know the, the bone whole, structure for a radio. No, for a TV. Unfortunately not. Something funny about TV though is granted. I think I think Cam just overdoes it a lot. I think everybody does, but. The camera guys, the media, anytime anything might not go Cam's way, camera right up in his him. face. They zoom on him talking to the refs. Yeah, everything they zoom on he him, does. Like, complaining it, and everything. And it, they go on the sidelines. Yes. Defensive play for Carolina, Cam Newton's reaction. It almost it almost yeah. made me sort of feel sort of bad for him. And then I realized, oh, he's Cam Newton, and I didn't feel bad at all. No. He he brought he brings that on himself. He really does. He really does. And uh, he gets. It was at the beginning of the game, and this got me really excited because I thought it was just a great way to start. It was their second drive. This was after they got the field goal, their first drive. Oh, we got to talk about why the heck we choose to defer it each game. But we're, we'll get to that in a second. It was Kerrigan who hits him as. Newton's throwing the ball. He releases it, and it looks like his hand hits Kerrigan's helmet, and it hurt him. Like it looked like it hurt him. Camera right up in the face. Mm-hmm. He had to waste the timeout. Camera right up in his face. I'm thinking, wow. It's like when you're watching golf and Tiger Woods is in 20th place, and they show Tiger's well, every shot. He's so expressive too. His facial expressions are so 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 like you know up there, and you know they do the same thing to Eli Manning. Whose facial expression is the same way for di- for, for different, different for different reasons, right? Let's, but yeah. you know they don't they don't do that for everybody because some people are just calm and steady. You never see Kirk's face really, right? I mean, he's just calm, steady. He's always the same, right? But you always get a reaction. You get a smirk or a you know angry face from Cam. It's all it's all different, you know. So, but he wears that as a badge of honor but he's very much he, he and norman he's like he knows. what you knows. see is what you get and i'm proud of that yeah, he knows what he's doing isn't that not how you're taught to compete like oh, from a very to young to age nacho emotion exactly warriors on the so field. it's just like when it's does new, it... it's a new it's our generation man it's I guess. A, our generation of spotlight and everything's available and twitter and instagram and memes and gifts and all that, and it's just it's the way things are now. Yeah, people are like showing emotions, and people want to see that instead of just the guy that gets the job done every single day. Yeah, Cam I, Newton sells a heck of a lot more jerseys than Kirk Cousins. Yeah, for for reasons on the field and for reasons because he does the touchdown celebrations, the Superman touchdown celebrations. Right, everybody's dabbing now. Everybody's dabbing. Dude. It's it's ridiculous, and and it's not like he doesn't. Get the job. Guy's the MVP. Oh, Guy's is one of the yeah. best QBs. Not in, getting the job done this year. That's yeah. He's a little Super Bowl <laughs> hangover. Super Bowl hangover, big time. So it's weird how he he continues to do stuff like that and just the complaining about getting hit. It's it's just odd to see. And you think, I don't know. Is it? The, I don't know what's right and what's not. I don't think weird to say. It does sort of just irk me though because I'm pretty sure young Cam Newton wasn't taught to say, hey, anytime you face adversity, let everybody know about it. To You know, where does he get it from? But just, just something that I noticed, and I almost felt bad for him. However, back to the whole, what did we get to that I wanted to? Oh, yeah, Skins win the toss. Beginning of the game. Okay. They choose to put the their defense first who is ranked, you know, last in the NFL among defenses. Why? Is it just to have the is it just to get the ball back in the second in the second half? I don't think it matters really. I think that's that's I would rather have the ball in the second half too. They play why are you complaining about this? Or are you just asking why? I don't know what to feel about it. Because I agree with sort of both sides. You have this one where it's, you have the possibility of double dipping. Scoring at the end of the first half and then coming out and scoring at the beginning yeah. of the second half, which they haven't done all season. But you can't guarantee the fact that you're going to get the ball last in the first half 
That's not guaranteed. And sure. it's, it's momentum, you th- though. You th- yeah, you throw your defense out there first, and it's essentially saying, okay, Kirk, in three to we're five minutes, behind. in three to five minutes, you, you're, we're behind already. That's what you're, and that's what it was. They got a field goal, you know. And if we're cool with just saying, "All right, guys, good job. We held them to three, Then that's bad. That's a bad thought process to have. I don't like it. And again, I understand. Oh, it's traditional. Everybody's deferring. You know, change. I'm thinking if Joe Madden was a football coach, he'd be he'd be the guy receiving first. You know, not part of the 93 percent of guys. Uh, it's all it's all the same. We we want the ball. We want to score. I just think it'd be nice to be. They didn't have the lead at all yesterday. Not at all. I think if they get the ball for granted, they went three and out their first possession after going down. Okay. So so yeah. you know what could be the May, same, right, right? Exactly. Maybe they just do that after. I don't think the ball. it really matters. I think teams have a coaches have a way of doing things, and that's just how it is. Most teams defer though. I think ninety three percent do. Yeah. There's the weird, probably Tomlin does something. He something he wants like the ball, but I feel like you have two parts of your game. Why not put the better part of your game out there for? Okay, so you're a better driver than you are a putter. You're not going to say, okay, guys, I'm only using my putter for Thank this you. right. You're not going. You, that's completely you're not, different. Would you ever? Would you ever say, hey, Sean, I feel like playing a par three today. What do you think about that? That'd be horrible. Yeah, because the best part of your game is off the tee. <laughs> so if you were to say, say that. Like, so you, so the skins deferring is like you saying, hey, let's go play a little par three where I don't uh, use above a five iron. I don't think it's, it's not the, the best same. part of your game. I don't think it's the same. I think it's close. I think I'm on to something there. I think you're close to something, but you're not completely completely on. It's like playing the, a course where the first few holes is a par three, so I don't get warmed up, and I start with a lower score. How about that one? You're starting with a lower score, but just but just like the first three the f- holes are par threes, so I go in on my crap. Yeah, but there's no. no such course that has the first three holes of par three unless the, you're playing a par three. I'm trying to you find just an example. With me. I'm trying to find an example, <laughs> and you're and you're, you're blowing me. I'm I'm sorry. I don't mean to box you out. <laughs> I do not mean to box you're you out. <laughs> One last thing in the game last night. I don't know what the third down conversion rate was, but no I'm idea. I'm gonna call it. This is a new thing that I've invented. Strictly for the Redskins defense is the Carolina Panthers converted no percentage here. They simply converted whenever they wanted, whenever they felt, whenever they had a fancy for a first down. That was the number. It was, it was just fair. ridiculous. It's like it wasn't even fair. Running game was insane. How, yeah. And and I don't understand. I don't understand why they can't just simply make adjustments. I just don't get it. It's easier said than done. Obviously, they know, I think, a little bit more about football than us schmucks do. Sitting here just talking and criticizing them about it. That's true. We're just guys on the couch. But at the same time, when you see Jonathan Stewart, who I feel like isn't a – he's not a top. Yeah. He's not a top. He's an old, he's an old guy. I mean, he's in his ninth season. He's the job done. He's, this is his ninth season. They, they let him run 132 yards. It's unacceptable. Yeah. Stop him. Go there and st- – Double team him if you have to. I don't understand how that happens, and just the whole idea of adapting. It's just ah. But that was the skins, and here we go. Now we're now we're relying on the Packers to lose, and the Buccaneers they need to lose, and we have to we have to beat the Bears, which I'm not so sure about anymore. I don't know if we can just walk in and and, and beat the Bears. But, oh, I hope so. I mean, yeah, we'll see. I think I think it's very possible. Very but, possible. Before we switch sports, we got a couple more NFL stuff. Right, we're, we're, we were DC homers for about twenty minutes. Yeah, really. <laughs> we needed to vet. It's good for us. Yeah. It'll be a it'll be a good it'll be a good middle of the week now that we have our thoughts on the internet airwaves. <laughs> so Zeke, Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott yeah, setting the world on fire. He, after 
was it one of his TDs on oh. Sunday night, or was that the only one? Did he did he he's have had a, He's had a heck of a year. Let's just preface it by saying that. Yeah, MVP candidate for a, sure. Yeah, he's had a heck of a year for a rookie. Heck of a year for anybody. Yeah. Anybody. I mean, Doesn't matter who you are. They were talking about how, I mean, everybody's kind of shying away from running backs. They're a dime a dozen nowadays. They get hurt. Their careers don't last. You bring in a rookie who's tearing up the league. Granted... He has a great offensive line, and they just push everybody around. Yeah. But it, it is a little bit of Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, yeah. Just running over people. Oh, yeah. So, I think that's I think that's awesome. So, he runs into the end zone, and he jumps into the Salvation Army cauldron. Which, I don't know why there's just a cauldron in, in the back of the end zone with Salvation it's Army. Advertisement. Written. Like, why not just a sign, like everybody else why is there a little empty pot it was almost as if it were planned it's like a conspiracy we're gonna put this here hoping a player jumps in it and hopefully that will trigger a bunch of other players who want to complain about celebrations because that's what that's what happened Odo Beckham Jr. is tweeting saying oh it's funny how Zeke doesn't get fined for jumping into the to the Salvation Army bucket you know why doesn't he get fined and because it's a little bit excessive. I mean, if you were to think of the definition excessive celebration, jumping in to the little basket is yeah. It's all cowboys, man. They like the they like that spotlight. I think it is interesting. Uh, I read um, somewhere that the uh, Salvation Army's donations have just been skyrocketing. Good for since then. And I'm not Zeke. saying he did it on purpose or anything like that. He's no. just adrenaline's he's, going, and, and he's just looking for something to celebrate with, right? Um, that could have said, of you know, an unsavory charity or an unsavory group, and he would have jumped right into it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. He would have just used anything. Um, regardless, though, he's donating twenty one thousand dollars to the Salvation Army. That's awesome. Yes, and they've. They've had like a 61% increase on donations since then. Free advertisement goes a long way. Yeah. You know, sports figures go a long way in advertising different stuff. So they said $850,000 more has been raised since Ezekiel Elliott jumped into their little blow-up bucket. Yeah. And... And I was thinking about making him due to the week, but I thought that was a little too easy. I got a pretty tasty due to the week for you. All right. All right. Looking forward to it. So that was Zeke, and with that, let's let's put the NFL. Let's say goodnight to the NFL until <laughs> until. Are you cool with that? Yeah, I, I got one more thing. Yeah, I got one more. I'm thing. sorry, I didn't mean to box you. I've been boxing you out tonight, man. I'm I'm sorry. No, Go ahead. You, you haven't been asking your usual questions. You haven't. That, that's okay. I, I don't mind. I've been it. venting too much. You've been. You've been I got to think about others. It's Christmas no, it's, for goodness' sake, and here okay I am. Just venting. You're just you're just on fire today. Yeah. You're screwed right now. <laughs> no, no, I did have one more thing I wanted to talk about, and it's the uh, it's the Giants using the walkie talkies. Do you see that? Ben McAdoo, uh, the head no, coach. Not. No. So they got fined basically two hundred thousand dollars. McAdoo got fined fifty thousand. The Giants together got fined one hundred and fifty. Um, for using the walkie-talkie that's designated for the backup QB. So basically, how I understand it, and if you're out there and you're a football, you're an NFL player, you know this about it. Correct me, but the coach can talk to the quarterback. The quarterback only in the into his, his mic. Correct, his only mic. for a certain amount of time. For, they shut for it off between like. Before the start of the play clock until like 15 seconds. Correct. Before he the gets play the clock. play and that's it. And so that's it. But the walkie-talkie, the backup quarterback can use to talk to the quarterback the whole entire time. Okay. So he can go up to the line. He's like, all right, they're in this, they're in this, they're looking like it's man. It's all that. So, But the coach, Ben McAdoo, was using that walkie-talkie to talk to Eli all the way up until the snap. Okay. So they've admitted it. It hasn't been really a big deal. Um I think that's funny how like everybody's just kind of like oh all right it's the Giants you know so it's like not if this was like the Patriots <laughs> oh my imagine gosh. this was the Patriots oh mm, so oh, good. my goodness the Flate Gate and all that crap yeah oh Steelers this would never some but it's the Giants 
NFL three days later comes out has a fine for him. It's the Giants. They take it. They like. They're like, we fully accept responsibility for what happened. It won't happen again. And Are that's we, it. It's over. They move on. Well, maybe everybody can learn from that. It's the They've they're doing well, and and it, they're not actually a good team. It's fine. What do you mean they're? What they're not a good team. They're Ten and four this year. Yeah. Well. Okay. Oh. They they're looking like a, beat the, the Cowboys twice. They should be at the top of the top of the NFC East. They should be there. They're not, but it looks like they're playing. It's just they're some of the games. Some of the man. games they've. I don't know. Like they played Philadelphia, Cincinnati, Chicago, Cleveland, back to back to back to back, and won by a score each. They beat Cleveland a little more. You know, they played the Rams, and I I just they lost to they lost to Green Bay. They lost to Minnesota. You are so salty today. (laughs) You're just mad because the Redskins are seven six and one. That's. So you're just, I just I can't. Uh. Right, I'm looking for stuff to blame for sure. <laughs> but I feel, I I feel like the Giants just aren't. A, but this is what the Giants do. Like this they is where their the Super Bowls done. came exactly. from. Exactly. That's why did they beat an undefeated like the Giants of old? They're just winning, winning football games, winning football games quietly, and cheating. Like cheating, cheating too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you know what? If they do make a run in the playoffs, I'm sure that story's going to resurface. Oh yeah, it will. It, it, of course, but you know it's pretty easy to to pick out. You know they have a picture of him holding the walkie-talkie. <laughs> not, not even worried about it. <laughs> hey guys, with that no, weird look McAdoo has on yeah, his face, yeah, this bowl cut. Like yeah, he has a bowl cut. Yeah, not a good haircut. Hey guys, hey coach, someone, guys, nobody's watching. Yeah. Not a single person. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I think that's all I have for the NFL. I know we, we went a little long, but, you know, it's, the NFL had some good stuff this week. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to a lot of a lot of NFL. We have to move on to something else, though. Let's, let's go down a level to college football. Let's hop right in. Let's hop right into college football. And what I want to talk about in college football, what I want to start with is Christian McCaffrey. All right. He... I think I know where you're going with this. Yeah. Not playing in the Sun Bowl against UNC. And I understand. I don't want to say I understand. I know his logic saying there's no risk in hurting himself in what he calls a meaningless bowl game and sacrificing an NFL career and millions and millions of dollars. I get the logic or I know the logic. I don't like it. I you don't like his decision, or you don't like the system that it's that's providing him, that's allowing him to do this. Well, r- r- nobody's allowing him to do it. Well, you can't force him. You can't force anybody to play. Like, how do you, what what does Stanford have on him that he, they could just? Force him to play. Like I don't. I don't think this is anybody's decision. It's exposing college footballs. I, I think there's a lot of things wrong with. I think. That, I think this is a a great step in the right direction. I think I have a lot of things that like thought of good things that come from this, and a lot of bad things come from this. I think it exposes I, the flawed system that college football has. There's there's 41 bowl games, right? There's the the Four teams in the college football playoff, which are, I think, necessary. And then the other 39 of them are just like, you know, whatever. Like, they're, they're scrimmages. They're scrimmages. But to who? They're, they are exhibition games. Appalachian State's playing Toledo. Dude, that's going to be... How... Are you serious? <laughs> uh, even, like, even good teams, you know. L- Lamar Jackson playing Louis- uh, LSU. LSU's playing Louisville. Yeah, an LSU LSU player, Leonard Fournette, he's doing the same thing. He's calling it quits. Right. Why should Lamar Jackson even play? He's a freshman, so yeah, he's not he's, he's not going. But right, why? He's not going to the draft. But why should he even play? Because what if he snaps his ACL here? But it's a scrimmage. It's okay. an exhibition. I it don't doesn't want it matter. It's exposing college football in a big way. This is these bowl games are corporate greed. 
So, it's the Raycom Medio something bowl. It's the so, Chick-fil-A. Oh, that's the Peach Bowl. Uh, what else you got? Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl. Uh, San so, Diego County Credit Union Bowl. Classic. It's so, stupid. So you have this weird, you have this weird Machiavellian approach where something good is going to come out of this, which I hopefully think change comes of it because bad. hopefully nobody watches these bowls. And they go, wow, I really need to... I mean, they're not going to do that because people, people are, are still going to watch the bowls. Right. You're just dying for something to someone to rise up against the corporates <laughs> with your NFL and they're greedy and the, you just want like a revolution they in sports. They knocked down a little bit, I think. It's, you know, um, they said the college football bowl system was like created to boost tor- tourism in these cities. Yeah, like that was good. one. Of, so the yeah, cities are winning. It's great, but like those little businesses, you're trying to you're trying to take away from them, Scott. I don't know, man. I think it's it's different. It was different in the '80s, '70s, and '80s. Now it doesn't. You don't really need that. Yeah. They don't. Well, I, don't, I don't know, man. I just I just don't. Where's the loyalty? Where's the loyalty to your team? How do your teammates feel who aren't getting drafted? They're like, I think which, they McC- totally understand. I think they would completely. I'd be completely understand. So, you know, because what does that bowl mean to them? Nothing. It's the last organized football that they're ever going to play. Ever. They get basically a participation trophy. That's that's another thing. Woohoo! We won. We won a trophy for going 500 this year. Congratulations! Uh, again, it's not. I, it's nobody's dream to play in the Franklin Mortgage, Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl. Who's playing that ball? I have no clue. That's uh, all right. I, I, no, I, I yeah. I, I get. Really I mean, I you're, I'm proving your point. I don't care. I, I, I don't care. And again, I'm, I'm saying I understand. I, I get the logic. I understand it. I just don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Go play. Go play. What? It, how about this? Is it gonna affect his draft resume? No. No. Nobody's going to see this and think McCaffrey's a bit of a quitter? No. Mm. I mean, his body needs to go. Running backs especially only have a certain amount of games before their body just breaks. It's just, it's just a fact. And I don't as, know. As an G- NFL GM, I'd be like, well, thank you for giving me one more. This is like the equivalent to the pitchers shagging B- BP batting practice it's in the outfield. completely different. You who try, who see, underhand everything no, back into see, the infield because they think that they have a no, number on the amount of pitches they throw. I think it's stupid. No. And I think it's your relation, Your comparisons aren't as good today. My metaphors are off? <laughs> God, That's I take not, pride in my metaphors, uh, They're man. usually spot on, but that, that one's not even close. That's not even close. That's kind of like... I don't know if a team didn't make the playoffs and they're they're playing like a consolation bracket and they're not throwing this like nobody it doesn't what a, happen. What about the NIT, the old not in tournament? Do you, why sacrifice your big players to win some, the NIT? Some players don't. Some teams don't play. Some teams don't accept postseason bids because either one their season went bad and they underperformed and they just wanted to be over, or because the players are just kind of done. You can kind of get a feel. Like all right, all right, we didn't. We should have made the NCAA. We made the NIT. All right, we, we're done. But it means more for the team that's like overachieved, and they're like, all right, we want to keep going. We want to keep the season rolling. But you're right. A lot of players in in, the, in college basketball, and they play in the CBI or the CIT or the NIT. They just are done. They don't want to play anymore. I mean, he's a football player. Don't you think he likes enjoys playing football? Why he's does he also, want to do that? Because he's going to make a lot more money so, playing professional football than uh, he does at I, Stanford. Again, I get it. It's an internal conflict. I get it. I don't like it. I see the logic. I know the thought process. Yeah, you don't want to sacrifice millions for what is a pointless bowl. But I feel like it is exposing a little bit of lack of pride and a lack of loyalty. And and maybe those things maybe it doesn't matter. But I just again I just don't like it. I just don't like it. Go out there and I don't know. Go there and compete a little bit. What if 
I've like I want to say, what do you have to lose? But, but then you have a lot. To you lose. do potentially you have yeah. a lot. And, you know, he's been playing. He's he's not going to hurt himself. He's just not. I know you, you never know. That. I know you never you know. I know. But, I know. But he's not going to hurt himself. Oh, my God. <laughs> he does have just as much of a chance to hurt himself working out. You know. Yeah, but then, live in a bubble. Live in a bubble, Christian McCaffrey. Don't oh, go out. Really? Don't really drive a car. Don't drive a car because you could be affecting wow. your millions of dollars. Live really your life, man. This guy for not playing in a you just, meaningless you just, bowl. You just so opened really, up a door when you so said. You're blaming Christian McCaffrey. I'm blaming the the system. I'm blaming the the people. The man. Right. You're, you're sticking you're it to all, the man. You're all about sticking the, it to the man. You got your tinfoil uh, hat on. No, no, you're looking no, no, for a conspiracy. No, no. It's more a school of rock type deal. You know, sticking it to the man. Okay, Jack Black. Jack Black. You know. I wish you would have told me about that. I could have pulled. <laughs> yeah, up the Jack sound Black. bite. <laughs> could have pulled up a Jack Black bite. No, but yeah, I hope I, I never see McCaffrey driving around in a car because he has a oh he better not be sitting under any palm trees because a coconut will fall on his head and he'll die. Or Talk about Leonard Fournette running, too. Talk he, about uh, the other guy from Baylor is doing the same thing. The run, all these running backs are doing the same thing. Just don't like it. They they have nothing to lose. Well, they have everything to lose, really. See, but see is. Nothing to lose, but everything. It's a weird. We're getting into a weird, like philosophical. Aha, mm, Scott. I said it wrong when I said they had nothing. They have everything to lose. Mm, Everything. I don't know. I don't know about this. Growing up in a poor family. I don't know. Okay, now we're now we're getting like deep here. Yeah, I hope Scott. I I hope you're right. I hope this does expose wrong. No, but I hope it starts conversation. I hope it does lead to that. Say, yeah. why are we having players just sit out? I want to see a better it system. It doesn't sell tickets. I want to see a more meaningful system. And whether that means moving to 16 teams or whatever, like, I don't have the perfect system, so I really can't talk. But I hope it just starts creating conversation because that's what I really want to see in the end. I don't want to see this this crap bowls anymore. I'm done, done with that. I'm not going to watch any of them. It's it's more college football. Ugh. There's gambling. There's a lot of good stuff. If, oh, sure. And if that's mm. your school, I feel like, Scott, Nobody we went to Mason and we don't have comes. the football. I feel like it's if it's your school, it might be Nobody a little different. Nobody goes. That, Watch them. The average attendance is horrid. That's actually – do you mind if I segue no, here? Go ahead. Do you mind if I segue? Of course. I'm done. I'm, I'm You're done with McCaffrey? I'm done, yeah. Okay. Now, you mentioned this early episode like way episode one or two Ooh. i think you talked about you went to a james madison game a couple months back okay yeah I and, did. and james madison is going to the fcs championship january yeah. 7th playing youngstown state good segue and well i don't, I don't know if you're being sarcastic no, or no here's the segue good. here it is this is good here it is you're saying nobody cares about these bowls I remember when we talked about the Madison game that you went to, you just sort of said it was kind of odd. Nobody really cared about the game. It was all just, you know, it was all about the tailgate, which, you know, to each his own. If that's what you, I feel like that's even a lot of big SEC schools where the football is huge. Right. A lot of kids just care about the tailgate and whatever. Right. Like, I, I get it. But I'm wondering how much, how much. I don't want to say interest. How much interest this FCS championship game is is going to draw? Like, what is the attendance going to be like? I think it's be pretty good. I think it's be pretty good. Like, I feel like if if I if I was a Madison, I'd be pumped. Yeah, I'd, be, I'd be watching every single Madison, and maybe just because we're different about sports. But well, there are there are people that are like that, you know. And, and one of my friends is going down to the game. Yeah, who's an alumni. Like he's pumped about it, and he he watches them all, and he follows it closely, and he does. But that's a, a lot smaller margin at JMU than it is at bigger schools. And that could be because it's a smaller school, or because it's one double A school, FCS, whatever you know. But so, right, but someone cares, of course, and someone cares about the Sun Bowl. No, that's two different things. They're playing for a national championship. JMU's playing for a national championship. Okay. That means a lot. All right. I tried to segue. 
I don't know. You're comparing I'm gonna, apples to oranges, though. If if JMU is, I don't playing, know if it's apples to it's apples to sl- it's small apples to big apples. Okay, there that's that's better. Is my metaphor that's, game that's, back? That's a, that's a good one. We're back. <laughs> yes, I'm back. <laughs> that's a better one. Yeah, because JMU is a small apple in comparison to Alabama playing for the national championship. Very small apple. Yeah, little apple. You can't compare it because, but still, yet yeah, JMU is going for. The best thing they could do at their level versus the Sun Bowl. That's not the best thing they could do at their level. Yeah, people playing the car, Meineke Car Care Bowl is not the best thing. Yeah, I, I, I know I'm being repetitive. I get it. I just don't like it. You're just looking to disagree with me today. Yeah, I'm not looking at. You know what it is, Scott? I'm just complaining about yeah. stuff. I'm not gonna like anything that the we theme of this episode. I'm, huh? I'm, I'm sorry, everybody. If I'm, just, I don't You're mean just to argue with me out. about anything. No, I'm not arguing with you. It's uh, it's Christmas. This table time. is black. You're gonna be like, nope, it's dark gray. It's eh, <laughs> it's charcoal. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't mean to be. I just again, I don't. Yeah. But <laughs> that's it for that's it for college football. Yeah, okay, keep it going. That's. Do you have keep anything it, else? No, I got nothing else. Man. I don't mean to. I think that was a great. I was that was a great segment talking about Christian McCaffrey and JMU. We had a great segue, and you know we we hit everything that Sim- happened in the last week of college football. Metaphor really. game is back. There we go. We're back on it. All right, we're back on it. So let's change sports to the NBA. Now, Scott, I know it might feel like work talking about basketball, but nah, nah. I'm just not the NBA. That's a different sport. Different. It's a different sport. <laughs> it really is. Fair enough. NBA makes me angry. So, okay, well, let's. Ma- is anything making you uh, angry recently? Like, you're no. the angry one now. I just like transferred the negative energy no, back no, to you. No, no, no. It's, it's, angry it's all good. It's all good. You sure? Scotland. It's all good. You get your no, Turner jersey on. I got like, nothing wrong. Feeling you know, good. Feeling good right now. <laughs> First time I wore this, baby. Got it the day after so, the right. The Nats lost the, the day after your famous. Uh... Hey, that's all good. It happens. But the only thing I have from the NBA, I think, is is significant news that people need to hear about, um, is the collective bargaining agreement, the new, the new deal that's coming out, um, which basically means nothing to the average NBA sports fan. Okay. Um, there's a few like rule changes and all that. They're trying to the NBA. What they're doing through this is they're trying to make it harder for these superstars to leave their teams when it comes to, like free agency. You know, so if you get drafted by a team, you're not stuck there, but you're gonna make more money by staying in your hometown than you were to go to another team. So you know. So Kevin Durant doesn't go to the Warriors, you right? Know, that's and LeBron James, James doesn't go going to, to Miami, Miami and then back to Cleveland. Dwayne Howard's city hopping, looking for a championship ring and the most money. Um, so it's trying to even the league out because really, there are only three or four teams, if that, this year that are even competing for a national or a championship, not national championship, um, but they're competing for a championship. And that makes it bad for the sport. Um, the only other thing I have from that, which I think is really interesting, is I don't know if you've like saw about the the deals these guys are getting over the off season, but there's just some ridiculous deals coming out in the in the yeah, NBA. Like basketball, bad players are getting paid ten million dollars a year, like it's nothing. Well, that's even going to increase now. So. Bad players will be making more money. The salary cap is at $94 million, I believe. It's at $94 million this year. That's going to go up to $120 million in the next three years. Huh. So $94 million to $120 million in three years. Now it's just popping off. Now everybody's getting $20 million a year. Yeah, nothing. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. And like... You know, the big contracts that I can think of, you know, like A-Rod's 10-year, $250 million deal for the Yankees. And, and there's a few out there that are massive. But NBA players will be earning more per year. Yeah, and the average. I mean, they're going to be they're gonna be making $250 million contracts, just like A-Rod, but they're going to be five-year deals, six-year deals. Right. And they'll be... That's insane. 
and they'll be not as high a caliber players as A Rod was when he dollars. got that contract. Oh yeah, A Rod was the best player in baseball when he got when that he got that contract, right. which but is why he got that contract. Now, but in basketball, it's just now everybody. If you're a middle of the you way player, you're getting that money. Fifteen players, 14, 15 players on a team. You know, you say twelve are making good money. Ten to twelve are making good money. Everybody's easily making over ten million dollars a year. Easily, and you could say, "Oh, inflation! All these economics are can all say that." But massive these the massive contracts, LeBron James, the Steph Curry, the Kevin Durant's are going to be making about fifty million dollars per year. Can you? I can't even wrap my head around that number. Around the amount fifty million dollars per year. Uh, when it gets up into the tens of millions and fifties of millions. It all just like comes together. Like it all just sounds it's, the same. I can't even decipher the difference between I love fifty the, million and seventy five million. I love it's it. It's just millions. I love it when people like break it down like their contracts by like he makes ten thousand dollars every pitch per, he throws. Yeah, per, per, per like minute that. or you know, per free yeah, throw. Yeah, I, I like when they break it down like that. And so you know, fifty million dollars a season. They play eighty one games. He's making almost a million dollars every single time he plays. That's nice. Hmm. I mean, you can say the same thing about baseball. You know, there's some crazy things. Yeah, about, for the... You know, every at-bat, you're making right, $25,000. Right, it's like, right, oh. right. Yeah. That, but, I mean, it's just the way... I, I feel like, you know, today's high expense Inflation. is tomorrow's deal. You know? Is it... It's heading in a crazy direction. And as crappy as the sport is now... You know, as lopsided as it is, how unfair as it is, how basketball horrible as it is, you know, in a basketball sense. I mean, Harden, is Westbrook, as good as they are, they're killing the sport of basketball. Mm. They're playing one-on-one. They're athletes. They're not as much basketball players. And they are great, great athletes. 100%. Right. Westbrook is one of the best athletes in the entire world. You come out with a one-on-one league. But really, Teams that's all it one. is. It's just a pick and high pick and roll, <laughs> and then it's just a drive and kick or dunk. Mm. That's that's all it is. The twenty four second shot clock it makes it more exciting for the fans. It's just run up and down. But have you been to a Wizards game lately? Because I haven't been in probably two years. Not since, Not uh, since. yeah, two thousand fifteen. Yeah, year, we, we they, probably went to right. a Wizards game that year. I haven't been since then. Even They're that solid, atmosphere dude. was horrible. I mean, as far as like a basketball. Atmosphere, you know? right. the fans—they're not you, into it at all. Nobody's watching the game. But that gets back to the DC sports. DC sports that's, fans have the worst rep of all time. That's a twenty-five of the arenas though across the country. There's only a few, th- four or five, that actually have a good atmosphere. And not even then, not even then. You can say the Warriors, uh, whoever plays in Madison Square Garden, the Spurs, maybe. L.A. always has a good fan base. But, you know, you say fan base, and it's just a bunch of rich guys. That yeah, going. Showing bandwagon. Right. It's a Holly, bunch of Hollywood stars. They're not even a good fan base. I so, think of a hardcore fan base as a well, good fan base. So couldn't you say that these ridiculous players who are just playing one-on-one, essentially, you say they're killing basketball, but they're putting, they're oh, filling the seats. I'm talking about people it from get a, people from get a basketball coaching standpoint. I the like sport, the sport, the purity of the, purity of the sport. sport. Yeah, that's okay. what I'm talking about. I can respect that. I'm I can respect about, that. But those guys are attracting attention. You're just the way the game is played, sure. essentially. And I don't really like the NBA, so I don't watch it as as often as I do college basketball. So I really don't care, but. I don't know. From a basketball purist, these are the guys, the best players in the world. They're showing these kids, you know, these little kids are growing up and thinking they can do that. And they play, I mean, youth basketball is just garbage now. Everybody's wearing these arm sleeves and headbands and everything yeah. like that. AAU. And they think they a- can just. AAU coaches are saying, hey, you can go get a D1 scholarship and then, you know, just messing with Everybody thinks they're Steph Curry. They think they can dribble and shoot like Steph Curry. And no, you can't. Steph Curry has worked his whole entire life to be able to do what he does. And he makes it look easy, which I really respect. Same with Harden. Harden has worked super hard his entire life. But he's just kind of a bad attitude. He's kind of a weird dude. 
And he just, like, doesn't play basketball. And that's just the sport. I mean, that's just the way it is. That's how you win basketball games, really. But uh, then on the contrary, the Spurs are winning basketball games by playing basketball. The Warriors are winning basketball games by playing basketball. They're not having their near-undefeated season. No, like they no, no, no. But they're, they're best in the league by far. And so, you know, teams like the Thunder and, and Houston, that's why they wonder why they never get over that hump. Hmm. They don't have Greg Popovich running sets for him. That's an art form right there. Anyway, actual basketball. Actual basketball. Actual basketball. But that's kind of my soapbox. You kind of sat back there. That was kind of my. That's okay. I'm uh, I'm okay to pass the <laughs> the venting hat over to you. The conch shell over to your way, and you can fair enough. You can throw your two cents in. Fair enough. But the only thing I had, I had for basketball. Or for the NBA. We'll get into college basketball more on Friday's episode. Okay. But but the, but the only thing I had, just sticking locally with the Wizards, they finally did, Scott. Three games in a row. They we won game three yesterday. games in a row. We win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak. It has happened before. And it happened. It happened for the first time all season. And now they're twelve and fifteen. I thought they were gonna make it four in a row. They they dropped one to the Pacers. And mind you, the teams they beat, nobody to lift your nose at. They beat the Clippers on Sunday. Yeah. And they and they hundred they they beat them. And John Wall and Bradley Beal again. I don't mean to. I don't mean to sort of contradict what you're saying because those guys match the exact profile of what you just described yeah, yeah. about guys who can just go out there and do it. But when they're playing together and when they're and when Beal isn't on his minute restriction and when John Wall isn't doing his, you know, sitting back to back games, sitting one of the games, they're fun to watch. They're fun to watch sure. just because I don't know, they're just insane athletes who can just it looks like they can just go out there and do it all the time. And I understand what you're saying about playing actual basketball. And those guys, again, you can't put them in the same realm as Steph Curry. And you can't put them in the same realm as Kevin Durant. But they're still, they're still a lot of fun to watch when they were playing like they were for those stretch of three games. You really get into the NBA regular season, huh? No, I don't. <laughs> okay. I watch the Wizards, uh, and if still, there's even then, that's and, and if there's nothing else on, it's more than a lot. A lot of people, a lot of even sports fans, nobody watches the NBA regular season. Yeah, yeah. You turn it on, flip. <sighs> you turn it on and watch. It, it's I don't know. It's it's good seeing them in, and actually playing some defense. So they haven't played defense all year. It seems like until last week, <laughs> and it's cool. It's just seeing them win, and now they're closing in on five hundred. I, do, I mean, I do like watching that. I like watching teams succeed. Sure. Oh, yeah. DC teams especially. Yeah. Never succeed, but... Well, never really. <laughs> I'm sick and tired of this moral victory garbage that we all like to hang our hat on. Three-game winning streak. <laughs> That's what I did. Just contradicting all over the place. It's a little ways. We'll see. Got the Bucks twice and beat them once last week. So I learned two weeks ago. So I like where the season's going. I bet we might be at 500 <laughs> next week, and we're, we'll talk. We'll, we'll, talk we'll hash about it all out. Week, we'll hash it all out. But I think I think it's time that we get into some familiar segments. Dude of the week. We had we had some nominees. We mentioned Zeke. However, dude of the week. Leading up to Christmas, so this is a big one. This is a big dude of the week. Dude of the week, right here. K.J. Dillon, rookie, Never safety for for the Houston Texans. Doesn't ring a bell. He pit, right. He's rookie. He he and I'm I'm assuming some of the some of his teammates go out to whatever dinner. He ends up with the tab because he's a rookie. Uh huh. Okay, the tab. Sixteen thousand dollars. How many people? Sixteen. No idea. Sixteen thousand dollars. This rookie, he doesn't complain about it. He's just gonna 
throw down his rookie credit card and his five hundred thousand dollars that he's making this year. That's like oh. that's a bit. That's it's a hit. Sixteen grand. That's a hit for yeah. a rookie contract. But he took a picture of it. He tweeted about it. He was having fun. Yeah, I mean, he's in the NFL. He'll make his money. It was just over $16,000. But I didn't want to say $16,000 and some change. Because when I say and some change, it means like hundreds of more dollars. It was like $16,300 something. That's a lot of money, man. Hopefully it's a steakhouse. Picks up the tab. That's a dude of the week. I don't know if it was his choice, though. One one more thing. one more thing. Guess what he had for dinner? A hamburger. He had a salad and no alcohol. He picked <laughs> up the tab. Now that's a dude right there. Yeah. Think about that next time we're out. We're you know we got our boys out. You got that? No, exactly. And I'm gonna whine about it. You're he making doesn't the most whine money. about it. I'm just saying. I th- I think it was I think it was a, a noble thing. It was a noble thing. <laughs> I don't know if that's noble. I don't know if that was his his choice. He's a rookie. Kind of a hazing is, deal. Exactly. He's a rookie. It's it's the rite of passage. Yeah, gotta do it. I thought we would we would just give him credit here on PST. Fair enough. That's all. It Fair is the KJ, season of giving. It's KJ Dillon. KJ Dillon. KJ it's the season Dillon. of giving. He didn't really give anything, but I wonder what that tip was. What's twenty percent of? I guess you would three hundred and twenty dollars. No, no more than that. Three thousand. No, yeah, thousands of. De- you move the decimal over one and then multiply it by two. So what's? Oh yeah, just a three. hair over three thousand bucks. Yeah, yeah. So that's a close to a twenty thousand dollar meal right there. Yeah, there you go. Dude of the week, KJ Dillon. Weekend leftover, and. I know this isn't the Christmas episode, but I got some Christmas tunes for you. Holiday tunes. That's right. (laughs) So we're going to have that in the background as we get into what we watched over the weekend that maybe people didn't notice or or, or people didn't appreciate. We're going to talk about that here. That's what Weekend Leftover is for. So what's in the leftover bin for you? Ooh, uh, The only thing that I have was a little clip. Um, during the Redskins game, a lot of people missed it. A lot of people caught it, um, but it was it was interesting when Kirk ran for it. Right, he was he was he was scrambling. Yeah, the scrambles. It gets the first down, I believe, and then slides or, get, or gets hit. That was the late hit. It was the late hit. He gets he gets hit out of bounds as he's going out of bounds. He gets hit, and he just chops the cheerleader's legs out. Completely just blasts her. You know, she falls. She falls hard. Looks like she hit her chin. I yeah. thought she hit her chin on the oh, concrete. Oh, her face. She just, her head snapped. So he took out the bottom of her legs, and her head just snapped forward. You know, they showed a little bit she on it. She was fine. She was fine. She was fine. I don't know if, like, just adrenaline took over, and she was like, all right, I's all good. But She's got to go talk to Jordan Reed about, like, Toughness. yeah, uh, I didn't have to get angry and throw a hissy fit and try to punch Kirk in the face while he was wearing a face mask. Just, like, be tough. <laughs> she just got up, and she's smiling for the camera. She's, she's doing oh, yeah. a little pom-pom thing. She's good. All good. You know what Kirk did? That he was just about to be due to the week until I found that silly story. Okay. I was about to make him due to the week because he, like, looked down, and he, like, helped her up. He has a what soul. What a gentlemanly thing to do. Hopefully. Because... Players blast people on oh, the sidelines right? all the time. They like a and cameraman, and they just nothing, like, yeah. nothing. Kirk, like he, he, and like he, he made an effort to help her up. And He's a good guy. He's he, that was a gentlemanly, gentleman. Second fan. place for dude of the week. Congratulations, Kirk Cousins. You right. second place on PSD to the yeah to the rookie <laughs> who picked up the tab. Third place, Zeke. We're gonna have yeah. we, we have trouble coming up with a one sometimes. Here we are at three. My weekend leftover, the Titans kicker. The Titans kicker, Ryan Suckup. He did the, uh, he played the Chiefs, and Andy Reid decided to ice him. And he missed the first try that ended up not counting. He goes, he makes the second try, the one that counts after being iced. Last second, wins 1917. And that's the game right there. I love that. I love that stupid icing. I hate icing. But. Hey, good for him. 
That's yeah. my uh, that's weekend leftover. That's it right there. Huh? And that does it for for episode for episode fifteen. And we're gonna see you on Friday. My name is Sean, and I'm Scott. <laughs>